we've been talking about uh, starting uh, a series a couple of weeks ago about charged, and we're continuing uh, the series today uh, about being charged with the Word of God. And we started talking about, we started talking uh, this thing through, really so much of this is about devotion. It's about our devotion, and we've kind of talked about what devotion is these last couple of weeks. It's love, it's loyalty, and it's your enthusiasm. And whenever you are devoted to something, you demonstrate those three things to whatever that may be, whether it's your favorite team, your favorite restaurant, your favorite clothes, your favorite boutique, whatever it may be, you're devoted to it, you love it, you are loyal to it, and you are enthusiastic about whatever that thing may be. And to be a Christian really is to be devoted to God. God wants your devotion. He wants your love, your loyalty, and your enthusiasm. God wants to be your top priority this year. And whatever you are plugged into, that's what you are devoted to. And in this year, whatever you are plugged into, it will either charge you up or it will drain you. Amen. It's either going to charge you up or it's going to drain you. And last week, we started talking about a tool that God has given us to be charged up in the Spirit, and it's through prayer and fasting. And if you didn't get to hear that message last week, it's on our podcast. Be sure you check that out. But as we were discussing it, you can know about God but really not know Him. Amen? You can go to seminary. You can uh, travel uh, Israel and stand at the empty tomb and know about God but really not know him. But when you start fasting and when you start praying, that is a tool that God has given us to make that Philippians 3.10 verse come alive, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Amen. That we may know him through the power of his resurrection and fasting and prayer gets us to that place where we can understand him better and know him. Fasting is a way that we make the most out of every moment and have space to download and intake the things and capture what he's trying to tell us. Last week I used uh, the illustration of the phone and when you're trying to catch something and you don't have enough memory to catch to capture that moment, you've got to delete some things. And that's what fasting can do for you. It can really just, it, it's, it's, it's like a purging process. Uh, it, it, it consecrates you. It sharpens you. It removes clutter from your mind. It opens up new levels of communication. It will take you from glory to glory to glory because, like I said last week, if we can't defeat that giant in our belly, how are we going to defeat the devil? Amen? You don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you have wrestled with that giant in your belly this week? I was wrestling when I was worshiping. I was like, I just want a biscuit right now. I don't know. Somebody bring me a gravy biscuit. Can somebody? I was just hungry. I was like, I'm praying down a gravy biscuit. Manna from heaven. Let it drop, Lord. And I was sitting there. I was like, oh, Lord. Uh, I'm usually not even hungry this time of day. But you, you wrestle with that thing in your stomach, this uh, fasting. Because the Word says that that kind of power to feed the devil, defeat spiritual battles really only comes through prayer and fasting. Amen? So the devil understands this power of fasting. He understands this season that a lot of us are in of prayer and fasting. 
He has seen it firsthand because when Jesus was fasting 40 days, as we were talking about last last week, Jesus was there and he was being tempted. And every time he was being tempted, he said, it is written, it is written, it is written. And because of his ability in this season to get through it and not give up, but because of he knew the word and he knew the power of prayer and fasting and the devil was trying to do everything he could to stop him. All he did, the word says that he stepped out of that season into a new season spirit full of power in that spirit. So it's all about being charged. And we've been talking about being charged uh, with prayer and fasting. But this week, uh, open up your word to 2 Peter 1. And we're going to talk about being charged with the word of God. 2 Peter verse 1, 3 through 4, talking about being charged with the word this morning. It says that his divine power has given us everything we need For a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us uh, very great and precious promises. So that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So let's break this down. What does this mean for us today in this season where we are at uh, in this season of fasting? What does it mean for us? And in that first verse there in in verse 3, it says, His divine power has given us everything that we need. Everything that you need has been given to you by the power of God. Isn't that amazing? Everything that you need in life has been given to you Uh, through the power of God. It says through our knowledge of him. How do you gain knowledge of God? Where, what, what do you do? You get in the word. You study and show thyself approved. You get in the word. It says whenever, it says that he will give us power through the knowledge or through the word. And it says, who called us by his own glory and goodness. And verse 4 says, through these he has given us very great and precious promises. What are his promises? Where do you find his promises? In the word. He says, not only am I giving you power through the word, he said, but he said, but you will find my promises in this word. And so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature. He says, if you want spiritual gifts, if you want to see signs and wonder, first, you've got to have the power through the word. Amen. He says, first, you need to get in the word. You need to know the word. And all of this goes back to his divine power. John 1 1 says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. If you really sit and think about this, sometimes it can be kind of confusing as you're trying to break it up in your head. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, in other words, if you want to know God, guess what? Get in the Word. If you want to see God, Get in his word. If you want his divine power, it says it has been given to us via the word. If you want to know God, get in the word. Amen? Your Bible is like God on earth. It is like a direct a resource to him. If you want to know what he thinks, do not read the horoscope, but read your, your word. Amen. If you want to know his stance on political issues, just read the word. Amen. It is in his word. If you want to know him, get in the word. Get this. If you have not heard from God in a while, 
is probably because you've not been in his word in a while. If you've not heard from God in a while, it's probably because you've not been in his word in a while. And how often do we hear others talking about this? How often do we hear people say, I just need a word. I just need a word from the Lord. I hope that pastor has really prepared this week because I just really need a word. This week has just been horrible. I, I need a word from the Lord. How many times have we said that or heard people talk like that? But if God would just, if God would just tell me what I'm supposed to do, I, I, I just don't understand. Guess what? He has told you. It's in his word. I don't know what I'm supposed to do about this relationship. Should I stay married to this person? Guess what? The answer is in the word. What am I supposed to do with my finances? This is my money. I earned it. Am I really supposed to tithe? Don't ask me. Ask the word of God. It's in his word, but God hasn't spoken to me. Yes, he did. Just like Jesus told the devil when he was fasting 40 days. Guess what? It is written. It is written. It is written. It is in his word. See, we are in the generation of plugging in. We plug in our phones. Now we've got to plug in our watches. We plug in our headphones. We plug in our beats. We sync everything. Now we've got the pods you don't even have to uh, plug in, but now they're synced. It's like you're plugging them in. And while we are in the generation of plugging in, we are also in the generation of people that have unplugged from God. Why? Because their devotion is more to the things that they are plugging into. You don't even have to read anymore. You just plug it in. You don't have to read your Bible anymore. You can get something to read it to you. So now we're becoming listeners instead of doers of the Word. We are removing the work from the Word. We are removing the discipline from the Word. We are removing the devotion. Is it, is, is it bad to listen to the Word? Absolutely not. But there is something about opening the Word and reading the Word for yourself. Amen? There is something about it. You don't even have to read directions these days. You just pull up YouTube. Anything you need. You need to know, you need to know how to change your oil. Just type in what make and model is, and it'll tell you everything you need to do. You can't, you, you, you can't figure out how to put that shelf together from Ikea. Guess what? You just go on YouTube. It's amazing. You don't even have to read anymore. You don't even have to do any of those things anymore. See, all of this is happening in this generation of life. And when I talk about this generation today, I'm not talking about millennials or specific. I'm talking about everybody, this, this generation in America. Because now, who cares about 3D? Now, if it's not 4D, it's not big enough. And, and, and if, if it's not mystical, we don't want it. And if, 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 it, if it isn't huge, it must have not have been God. And now, since so much other stuff stuff is charging us, it, it, it better be big or it isn't God. And it better be big before it will even get our attention. Huh. It better be big. I want the lights. I want the flashes of lightning because uh, we were plugged into so much stuff. So it has to be big, God, before it even gets our attention. We want angels to appear. We want to hear the right music as God descends into the room. We want to hear God speak in the voice of Morgan Freeman. We want all of these things. Ooh, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? And we want all of these big things. But if you want God to speak, guess what? In the beginning was the word, and the word is God still today. Ask God if you want him to speak. It's in his word. You want to find out how to have a successful marriage. Don't plug in another podcast. Don't listen to Dr. Phil. First, you need to get to the word. 
You want to know what to do with your finances? Ask God. It is in his word. It is written. So what happens is we need to be charged. So we pray and we wait for an answer, but he doesn't respond because he's already spoken it. It's in his word. How many times have we prayed, but we've never sought the word? Prayer is for conversation. Prayer is for petitioning. But so many of your answers could be found just in his word. And But so many times we are praying and he just keeps saying, it is written, it is written, it is written. I've already said it. It's in my word. I've already answered it. It's in my word. You know what you do? I, it, it, it's already written. It's in the word. Get this. Elijah is in a cave. And he's not just in a cave. He is scared. He's in hiding. He's afraid for his life. Reminder, we all have our moments. But another reminder, this guy named Elijah is also the same one, the chapter before his cave, prophesied and saw the end of a drought. Now he's in a cave scared. Hmm. He's the same one who saw the cloud the size, the size of man. And he said, oh, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. If you ever hear a pastor talk about, the, if you ever hear those words in a song, guess what? It came from this guy. And now he is in a cave scared to death. This is the same man who two chapters before this, you find him stretched out over a dead child and he's breathing life into this boy. And this, and this child is resurrected from his death. And now he's hiding in a cave, scared to death. Hmm. We all have our moments. But 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11 through 13, just jot that down. It says, then he said, go out, stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Hmm. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire was a still, small voice. So it was. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. See, the devil loves to find you unarmed in a cave of life. He loves to find you unarmed in a cave of life because he will start to mess with your mind. He and all of us, when the devil, whenever you find yourself in a cave of life and the devil starts messing with your mind, you will forget about the abundance of rain that you just saw. You can forget about the miracles. Whenever you find yourself in a cave and you are unarmed without the word and, and you are looking to all these other things, the devil will start messing with your mind. And Elijah, knowing the power of God, found himself in a vulnerable state. And before he knew it, he was looking everywhere for an answer. The verse, I think this verse is the perfect representation of this generation that we are living in. He was like this generation. 
looking for something to charge him up to give him the goosebumps. Guess what? When you are serving God, there will be times when you don't have goosebumps. When you are reading the word, there will be moments when you don't get the goosebumps. But now there's a generation that we are living in. We've become so entertained that we want it big. And all of a sudden, he's become like this generation where he's looking to the fire. He's looking at the earthquake. He's looking for the wind. But the Lord wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the fire. The word says that he was in that still, small voice, which in that time, his voice was the word of God. Somebody needs to hear this today. Because, see, not only did he recognize the still, small voice, Or the word of God. But it says, when he got the word inside of him, he wrapped his face in the mantle. Hmm. The word or the mantle is symbolic of a calling. The mantle is symbolic of your purpose. See, the word will remind you of who you were created to be. The word will remind you of why you were created. The word will remind you of your calling and your purpose. And all of a sudden, here he is. The word says that he got his mantle and he wrapped it over his face. He put it over his face. Don't want to mess up my hair. He put it over his face. See, something happens when you get the word inside of you and you put your calling all around your head so nothing else can get in your head. See, the word will ignite a fire and passion inside of you and your calling comes out and says, I'm not looking to the left, I'm not looking to the right, I'm just going straight ahead with the God. See, when the word gets inside of you, it it, it puts like a block around your head and it does not let the enemy get inside of your head. It doesn't let the enemy talk in your ear. See, when you charge yourself with the word and you cover your face with your calling all of a sudden the devil has so much more difficult time getting inside of you can somebody say amen this morning and all of a sudden here he is he is charged up with the word and he is full of and now he knows his purpose and now guess what the word says that he went and stood at the mouth of the cave full of purpose full of the word he went and stood At the mouth of the cave. Do you see what he was doing? Now, full of the power of the word, now being charged by the word and being reminded of his calling, which the word did for him, he went back and stood inside of the very thing that had been holding him back, the cave. The devil loves it whenever you are in a cave and you don't know how to get out. If you want to get out of the cave, get in the word. He went and stood in the very thing that had been holding him back. See, now he had charged himself with the word. And whenever you charge yourself with the word of God, things that owned you last year will have to let you go this year. Things that, things that commanded you to do stuff so will not be able to own you this year. Whenever you get charged in the word and know your calling, You can stand in the very thing that has held you back, the cave of life, and you can man for it. That is the power of his word. That is the power of his word. And guess what? The party did not stop there. And now, 
that the cave had to let him go. Fully charged on the word and reminded of his purpose. The next verse, he was in a cave defeated. He gets the word of God. He gets his mantle. He walks out of the cave full of a spirit now. And the word says that he got his mantle. And he rides on a horse. And he sees Elisha there talking about the word. Elisha is symbolic of the next generation. Hmm. And Elijah throws his mantle. The worst is that he literally just drives up on his horse and throws his mantle on him and rides off. Do you see what he was doing here? He was empowering a generation because he got a word. See, if you want to impact a generation, get in the word. If you want to impact the church, get in the word. If you want to impact the nation, first you've got to get in the word because you can't pass something down until you've been in the word. Get charged by the word of God and be devoted to it. Love it. Be loyal to it. Be enthusiastic about it because whenever you get a word inside of you, you can go to a generation and pass things down. You can go to a generation and pass things down. The word I was studying about today, it says that this generation in America is the first uh, illiterate, uh, uh, biblical illiterate generation ever. They don't even know how to read the Bible. Whenever I say 2 Peter 3, 1 and 2, they have no concept of what that means. They are illiterate when it comes to the Bible. They don't understand it. They don't even know how to read it. And they don't read it. Because now they're being charged by other things. Now they're being charged by other sources. And God is calling to a church. He wants a church that is full of his word so you can pass it down to a next generation. He wants a church that is full of his word so you can cast it down upon your nation. So you can cast it down upon your city. So you can, so you can, so you can speak it over your president. So you can speak it over your officials. God is looking for a church that is full of his word. Because if not, you will be led astray this year. Van, help me out this morning. We've been talking about the cell phone. And as we talked about the first week, this is a plug-in in the wall. The outlet is the source of power. God is the outlet. He's your source of power today. If you need something, you've got to plug into him if you want the power. But now here we have, we are the phone. We are the phone. And if you have a charger, you know that there's pieces. It, 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 it pulls apart. This cord today is representing our disciplines. Our worship, our fasting, our giving. Here it is. Our disciplines. But before you can plug it into the wall, there's a cube. And this plugs into the outlet. 
and it helps transmit the power through it. See, this is a representation of the Word of God. And our disciplines must be plugged into the Word, which is plugged into the power of God. And whenever this happens, now we can start to charge. But now we are in a generation that guess what? They have their worship, but it's not plugged into the Word. They have their, they pray every once in a while and, and, they, and, they, and they bless their food, but it's not according to the Word. See, but whenever you plug this into the Word, God will make your giving align with His Word. God will make your service in line with His Word. God will allow you to worship according to his word. But now we have a generation where they like to post the songs and they like that beat and they like that sound. But guess what? They don't even know the word. Mm. And they can sing and they can raise their hands, but they're lacking the power of it. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? They, they, they can update and they can share and they can do this, but they don't even know the word inside of them. The word has not even been hidden in their heart. They have not studied to show that they are approved. And, and, and yes, they, they, they like it all and it's good. But guess what? It's not according to the word. And all of a sudden, now we have a generation that is looking for a song instead of the word. They go to songs instead of the word. Do you realize almost every day a new song, a new album is being released and you can download songs like that. And songs are great. But guess what? A song may get you through the battle, but this year it's going to take the word to win the war. And a church who doesn't know the word and Christians who are not plugged in are not getting power through the word guess what they may win a few battles but when it comes to a war they're gonna be like where are you at God I don't get it I don't get it God is ready for a church that not only has the disciplines plugged into the word because as we started today it says that we shall know the power through the word or through the knowledge and whenever this is transmitting it this wire our disciplines is help distributing it to our lives you just got to plug in today will you stand up on your feet with me today see I'm concerned because there's a generation not just young people that have started unplugging from the word and here they are they like the music they like the beats and they're like Elijah inside of the cave looking looking for the fire, looking for the earthquake, 
looking for the wind. And they're walking around. They don't even know their purpose. They're looking for signs and wonders. Signs and wonders are real. God is still doing signs and wonders. God is still doing miracles, but now we have generations that are chasing after the signs and wonders, but do not even know the word. Do you want to know what the word says? In the last days, there will be false prophets. And now we have generations that are chasing after personalities instead of chasing after God. And now there are personalities who are saying, look to the stars. And now this generation is like, okay, let's do it. Oh, let's go over here. Let's do this. Let's read that. And now, guess what? Now, because, because they've got the worship, but guess what? It's not plugged into the Word. The Word says to test the spirits. Do you want to know how you test the spirit? Is it in line with the Word? And now we have generations in America. They would, in these last days, you can see them as they just start to walk away. And they think it's the Lord and they are following false doctrine. They are following false teaching. It's in the word. Why are we doing this? Because now we have generations that are not plugged into the word. It, this is such a powerful message this morning. It's not a shouting message, but it's one that we need to take to heart this morning because guess what? God, our future is dependent upon us sharing the word of God. The future of the church is waiting for people to pick up the word and pick up their purpose and cast it down to the next generation. They are, it's waiting on a word. Let's sing this out this morning. You are my champion. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Giants fall where you stand undefeated. Every battle you want, and am who you say I am. You crown me with confidence. I am seated in the heavenly place, undefeated with the one who has conquered it all. Do you want to know how you know that God defiant, uh, defeats the giants? It's in the Word. Do you want to know how you are seated in heavenly places? It's in the Word. Do you want to know, do you want to know how you know uh, that, that you are who He's created you to be? Guess what? It's in the Word. Guess what? It's in the Word. We are singing the Word this morning. But so many people don't even realize we're singing the Word because they've not been plugged into the Word. His word says, get this, in John 6, 63, it says, the words I have spoken to you, they are full of the spirit and life. The word is full of the spirit and life. Guess what? In that verse, the word spirit in its original text is pneuma. Pneuma. You spell it P. N-E-U-M-A like pneumonia it has to do with the lungs the breath guess what it, it, the, the word pneuma actually means the breath of God or the wind of his lungs if you are looking to chase a wind 
if you are looking for something big there is no there is nothing else on this earth that is that is bigger than the word of God if you're looking for the wind guess what the wind is in his word this morning he says my word is the wind of me it's my life and I am blowing it I want it to blow on the earth again spirit pneuma this means his breath the wind of God if you want if you're looking for something to chase after if you're looking for a sign if you're looking for a wonder guess what it's in his word today come on let's sing this out this morning when I lift my voice when I lift my voice and shout every wall comes crashing down I have the authority Jesus has given me my mouth you want to know what you tell the devil when you open up your mouth it is written it is written it is written and you can't fight with the devil unless you know the Word of God it says do you want to know how you have authority when you open up your mouth because whenever you open up your mouth you start quoting some scripture you start saying greater is he that is within me than he that is within this world you start saying you may have a weapon against me but it shall not prosper how do you know these things how do you get the authority through the Word of God God is crying out to a church you've got the worship you've got your disciplines but you need to get in the Word in this year because you may win a battle with a song, but this year it's going to take my Word for you to win some wars this year. God, I am praying over a church this morning. God, I am praying over a church this morning. I am praying and I am speaking over a church this morning, oh God. Do not let us neglect your Word. God, we may have the worship and we may have this. God, but do not let your people neglect your word, oh God. For your word says that in the last days there will be false teachings and we need to test the spirits. How do we test the spirits? Is it according to your word, oh God? Empower your people in these days through your word. Empower your people in these days through your word oh god let something burn inside of them that is longing for something that cannot be quenched only by your word oh god let us make time this year for your word let us open our bible oh god 
and just drink from your word this year oh God this year oh God I challenge you get charged by the word this year get charged by the word this year one of the best things you can do for yourself is to get on a reading plan and there's so many of them out there just giving you some practical advice here go to uversion.com you can download it there are tons of reading plans if you just want a week if you want the year if you want a certain topic go to uversion.com and, and download it you can download the app you can do these things why because god is ready that what what god is going to do this year is going to require you knowing the word <laughs>